the safety training was like this. It's like, don't put your hand on anything. It could be a snake. Don't lean in against anything. They have these things called bullet ants, and they'll climb up the they'll climb up the trees that you're leaning on and bite you, and it feels like you got shot by a bullet. Oh he God. goes, Jeez. if you see hogs, get in a tree Boars, like these wild yeah. hogs, oh. and if you see a leopard, pray to God. Hey Zach, how you doing today, bud? Oh, loving life, man. Uh, coming live from Medellin, and so. Uh, it's uh, my wife where? just got back from Port- Medellin, Colombia. Medellin, Colombia. Okay. Wow. I was, I was going to say it has to be somewhere temperate because I see green behind you and there is, unless it's evergreen here, there's no green in Wisconsin. <laughs> right. It's uh yeah, I'm in uh, uh, Medellin. It's, it's this beautiful city right in between two mountain ranges and the whole, like there's a river right behind me and uh, you know, we're on the eighth floor. And so it's it's the whole city's green. It's absolutely lovely. Oh yeah, you're kind of in the rainforest, right? I mean, in Europe. That, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, nor- northern tip of the Amazon. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. very cool. Well, that's a hell of an introduction. Let me tell you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so really excited that you're with us today. Welcome to the the Business Line Podcast. Uh, yeah, we've we've heard quite a bit about you from from our producer and and kind of looking into some of the cool stuff you're doing uh, with it, with real estate investing and, and your journey. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Warm up the audience. Warm us up a little bit. Uh, help us get to know you. Yeah, and so I'm um, I, I I'm proud to be a farm kid from right. Indiana, Northwest Indiana. So you're a Midwesterner. Oh, totally, totally. And uh, you know, I, I I contribute a lot of my success to growing up in the Midwest. You know, my uh, I was working as soon as I could walk. You know, it was it was uh, uh, something I enjoyed. We had a, a farm, uh, and then my dad died when I was twelve, and I took over the farm. And that's that's all I want to do. I just want to become a, a farmer. And then you know, I didn't really value school at all, and uh, <clears throat> I was always in trouble. They wanted to kick me out. It's just, it's just like I, it just didn't fit my personality. And then I graduated high school and it was like, what am I going to do with my life? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of the reality. I don't have enough money to be this big farmer. And I had three big visions. It was travel the world, make money and help people. And so I picked up a, a book on investing from Peter Lynch. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, big mutual Lynch, fund sure. guy. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you can buy businesses. You can make money. This concept of making money at just a, a profound rate. And so I became very interested in money and investing. Uh, decided to go to school for that, for finance and business, graduated top of my class. And I came out of college in 2008. If anybody remembers 2008, that was a horrible time. Oh, that was a wonderful be, financial time. Right. Jeez. It should be anybody, let alone a finance guy with no experience. And I, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was working on the farm on the weekends and trying to uh, you know, just make, make enough money to get by. And I, uh, I took a job uh, with a guy for a year. Uh, where I worked for free, I drove to sh- from Northwest Indiana to Chicago every day for a year, uh, mm. borrowing money from my mom. I just I wanted experience on my resume. Uh, then you know I got uh, uh, a job down at Chicago Board of Trade. Again, no pay; it was all commission. And yeah. I was I was the most socially awkward person ever, and so I, <laughs> I spent a year there, made zero money, uh, <laughs> and then I got a call from this lady. And now in the background over those two, two, two and a half years time, I sent out over 3,500 resumes wow. uh, via fax. I was oh, like, yeah. man, you know, no one's, no one's, uh, no one's checking my email or, or, you know, my electronic format. I'm going to go old school. I found this company. I faxed out like a thousand at a time. Wow. And this lady calls me. She goes, I got your fax. <laughs> and it's sitting, it's been sitting on my desk for your resume has been sitting on my desk for uh, quite some time. I'd love for you to come in. And it was a valuation consultant. I didn't even know what that was. Uh, but it was, you know, how to value assets and businesses. Okay. And I thought it would fit perfectly into the concept of buying businesses. And so, you know, she, I was so grateful she gave me a job and I, I just became very good at what I did. Uh, worked my way up to one of the best companies in the world, became a published author, literally working in the office with the found, I call them the founding fathers of personal finance, uh, private asset valuation. And, you know, I had all the, everything I thought I wanted, the six figure salary, the, the bonuses, the compensation, the, the, mm. all that. And I was absolutely miserable. Yeah. And I said, you know, this, I, I said, I felt like I've been lied to because I'm not happy. I, you know, I have this proverbial life that everyone said was going to make me happy and I'm the most unhappiest I've ever been. And then a friend invited me down to a, a real estate meeting 
And he says, why don't you check out real estate? And so- it was I, an REI you know, meeting? Real estate? Yeah, real estate investing. Or REIE? I can't remember. Yeah, REI. REI, that's what it is. Yeah, real yeah and, and so I, yeah. you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. Really didn't have that much because, you know, I just, I just got started in my career. And so I was like, okay, I want to buy businesses, but I don't, I don't have the money to buy businesses. I don't know how. I don't have the experience. So let me get into this real estate thing because I heard that that's easy to get money in. About what year are we talking about right now? When? Uh, that's probably 12, uh, okay. you know, 2012 ish. Yeah. And you're in the Chicago area still? Yeah. Okay. Yep, still okay. in the Chicago area. I'm just trying to area. kind of map this out. Uh, because- yeah. Yeah. So I, was I had in, a similar uh, kind of thing going on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it right now. But like, I got. I, I started to dabble in it around that same time, twelve and thirteen. Yeah, and so I was. I was living in Schaumburg, um, okay. uh, up there, Roselle area, and uh, you know, and then I, I got connected to a real estate investing community, you know, and you know, I got pitched this fifteen thousand dollar program, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I right? know what you're talking was, about too. I bet you I know right? what you're talking about. I was like, I I, I want it. I want it, I and I, I can't do it on my own, and so I I literally I begged my mom for some money. Yeah, uh, I went, and I sold in, for us Midwesterns. This is how bad I wanted these guys. And I think that you guys will connect with us. When my dad died, he gave me his guns and knives. He had a big oh. collection. I sold them. Mm. Right, and I, I just like I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to get out of this this proverbial hell i was living in right was, sacrifice is the creation of sacred things did you know that man yeah nope. and that's what I, you i've did. never heard that i've never yeah, heard that it's all it is sacrifice is nothing more than the creation of sacred things i love that yeah and so i sold them to my friend you know i said hey I, I might come back one day and buy these give me the option to buy them back and so i got enough money to buy this program and then i quit my day job you know my big you know, awesome job i had i went and i worked part-time 40 hours a week right <laughs> at a consulting uh, place in uh, Northwest Indiana. And then I would drive every every um, Thursday and every other Saturday to this community. And I did mm. that for three years. Wow. And in the background, I was working my job, working, you know, trying to understand business, trying to understand what it meant to make money. And then one day, you know, I, then I got involved in personal development. And you know, I went to something called the Landmark Forum. Okay. It just totally changed my life. Uh, three months later, I quit my job, moved to Arizona, bought my first business, and it was you know I, I had eight properties in a matter of like six months because that fear of failure, all of that, those anxieties that I had, I just I learned how to move them out of the way and take action. Yeah. And uh, then I moved out to Arizona, started my own community, and started being very successful. Started learning how to you know be with people and talk to people. Uh, had a thousand uh, person uh, community and we were doing two to 300 people every Wednesday and every uh, Saturday doing live property tours. Mm. COVID came and, you know, put us online. We didn't miss a beat, moved everything online. And then I was sitting in my beautiful apartment I just moved into in downtown Phoenix. And I was just like stuck there. I felt, you know, I was like, I don't Uh. have to be here. Like this, this, like this, this revelation said, Zach, you can go anywhere you want. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, what a blessing, right? We packed up and we went to Hawaii for four months. And, that sounds uh, terrible. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was walking through Hawaii at uh, uh, the airport. It was like a ghost town. We were the only yeah. people there. Uh, you know, we had a quarantine for two weeks because COVID was just starting and no other country was open. And so we did that. And I'm like, okay, this works, but I want, to, I want some more uh, outside uh, travel so we came to Colombia um, and then we got down here and we loved it so much we said we're not going back uh, mm. we we ha- hired some movers packed all our stuff in a storage unit and you know we've been traveling nonstop for three and a half four years 20 plus countries wow. and uh, that, yeah that's that's why and then today we've transitioned into buying uh, buying businesses okay which is something I've Him always and I. wanted to do yeah right Something many and I've been kind of looking into the last couple months. Yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a fun conversation to be in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's wild. Like I gotta, so I gotta, I, I, I don't. This is not about me, but I gotta tell you. So right around 2011, 2012, I kind of transitioned career. I was in nonprofit administration. That wasn't yeah. going the way I wanted it. So I got into for profit sales, IT sales, and things like that. But I was hungry. I'd kind of gotten introduced to, like you said, personal development and things. So I was, I was reading, I was learning there's a bigger world, there's more to do. 
It's not about the nine to five. I got freedom that I don't even know exists. So I started to kind of see the world through a different lens. And then I ran into, you know, just whether I think it was on podcasts and then some books about real estate investing and stuff like that. I just started like boots on the ground, uh, yellow letter campaigns. Like okay. I was buying, I was going to Office Max and buying stacks of le- yellow letter books, handwriting them in red. Si- I bu- I Whatever lists. it takes, right? Yeah, but I was buying lists of property owners um, with certain amounts of equity in the Milwaukee market. And I was just, I, mean, I was spending, for me back then, there's a lot of money. I wasn't making much money. Hundreds of dollars, hundred, like close to $1,000 every month just on postage, paper, pens. And me and right. my wife were just writing letters. And we had one son at the time. She got pregnant with my daughter and with the two kiddos. And then I just got distracted and it all, but I learned a lot because it was working. It was, it was working. I had a lot of experience in direct mail from raising money in the nonprofit world. So I know that you can get people to move that way. And then I got introduced to this and it's so organic in its nature. You're writing in red pen and it's like a real person's, you know, nothing about it is mass produced outside of the sweat it takes to do it and the hand cramps of writing thousands right. of letters. But I started getting calls back. Some from people that wanted to book times for me to come see their property that they didn't have listed, which is the whole idea is to find the quote unquote business or property that's not listed yet. Right. Uh, so you can beat the, the agents, you know, to taking that stuff to market. And then I would, but I'd also get called from people that were like mad. How'd you get my name? How'd yeah, you get my name address? List. I'm like, right. well, I got your name because you own a piece of property and it's like public knowledge. You pay taxes on it. And they're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking to sell. Okay, cool. Have a good day. You know, but I learned a lot about the exact things you're talking about, taking action, overcoming fear, those kind of things, doing something different. Um, but it was a stepping stone to doing more things. And here we are doing something not quite the same, but. That's really yeah. cool. Really cool. So you're traveling now. You're all over the world. Tell me tell me about some crazy adventure. Well, I, actually, I noticed when I was on your LinkedIn page that you don't always go by Zach, right? Right. I, I created this concept called Indiana Omen. Oh, Indiana <laughs> Omen. I saw that and like my, my, me and my son, huge Indiana Jones fans, right? And I'm That's like, okay, I'm getting from. some, getting some series fives. I, I see the, I see the fedora and stuff. Okay. Tell me about that. How'd that was that just something you're like, I, I see a fedora in the store, I'm going to wear it, now I'm Indiana Omen, or is it just like... Well, you know, I, I so I run a I run a, a call every morning. I call it my boardroom call. We have 40, okay. to, uh, 40 to 80 investors on there every day. And the idea is, you know, in my community, we all need other people to move our businesses forward, so let's just hang out every morning, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I lead the conversation, I answer questions, and, you know, in my travels, I was, um, you know, I was just like, hey, I'm... I'm going on a 10-day motorcycle ride through the uh, um, Colombian Amazon, right? <laughs> like straight up, like people are like, they're, they're, the roads aren't even on the maps and we have to recruit people to, to bring us to the next town because we don't know how to, like yeah. awesome adventure type stuff. And and I loved Indiana uh, Jones as I was growing up. And so I just said, I'm like, I'm like Indiana Ullman one day on her, because I just mess around on our morning calls, having fun yeah. with my team. And it just sort of stuck and, you know, the next thing came and the next thing came. And then I went back. We uh, had a, uh, uh, they threw a party for me because I was traveling a lot. And they uh, they bought me a, a hat. They, so they brought me this Indiana Omen hat and a yeah. whip. And, nice. and it's just sort of <laughs> stuck. And I was like, you know, what a cool uh, context to live your life by. Because, yeah, you know, absolutely. a lot of the coaching I do is all is like the world is a context. What's your context about life? And I was like, well, I want a life full of adventure and business is adventure. And, you know, and so it just sort of stuck. And then, you know, I started writing my blog around it. And it, it's, a, it's a whole lot funner to talk about business and sales and marketing and making money and all this stuff that can get really boring uh, when you add the context of uh, adventure in India, you know, the Indiana Omen context around it. And so it just, I can use my stories. Um, like for one time, uh, example, I was, I went on a three day survival trip in, in Manaus. Uh, we went, you know, traveled really far into the Amazon uh, on boat, and we just found a place to to put some hammocks. <laughs> and I stayed for three days, and it was, you know, it was it was super scary because there's stuff I mean, down there that can kill you that aren't human. Everything can kill you, right? So the 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 the, the coaching, <laughs> the safety training was this. So I went with two guys; they were both locals, 
uh, and I went with two in case one hap- uh, in case something happened to one, right? And so in case one of them gets hurt, eaten, or whatever, you know, there's a backup <laughs> for me. <laughs> and, and 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 the coaching, you know, the the safety training was like this: it's like don't put your hand on anything. It could be a snake. Don't lean in against anything. They have these things called bullet ants, and they'll climb up the they'll climb up uh, uh, the trees that you're leaning on and bite you, and it feels like you got shot by a bullet. Oh he goes, geez. if you see hogs, get in a tree Boars, like these wild yeah. hogs. Oh. Uh, and if you see a leopard, pray to God. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> that was that was the coaching, they right? They will kill you and take you away, and you'll never be found. Right. So, but he said, and but I learned so much about humans in the nature and he said zach he goes if you see an animal like that you know we're 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 in anaconda land like oh my god it's like everything is is ready to kill you and he goes if you see like a a cat specifically a wild cat or something like that he goes just just stand off square off with it because their instinct is to stay alive and if they think they're going to get hurt they're going to they're not going to they're going to run away they're there. And cr- so if, okay. Huh. Right. And so it was like just square he goes, You're gonna be scared as heck, man, but just square off with it. Don't back down. Because, right. Because and, and that's such a beautiful conversation, like context to bring into life, right? Just Oh s- yeah. Look at it square in the face and and don't run from it. And so uh, you know, we were out um uh you were asking about some of my adventures. So we're out catching great caimans. He's like, Let's go catch up caimans. You know, it's like midnight and we're spotlighting them and we see their eyes. And they, they're catching like these two, three foot caimans, just grabbing them because they've been doing it since they were a kid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. And so they, they, they're like, all right, Zach, we got you one. And I'm sitting on my belly and the, the full moon is just a, a surreal experience. And there's this caiman like, he's like, my, my hand is like six inches from his head and my hand would not do it. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is the scariest I've ever been. And I got my my guide sitting right in my ear. He's like, "Do it, do it, do it, do it." Do I was it, like, man. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm paralyzed. Like I'm paralyzed with fear. And I just went. I have this huge scream. I was like, Wah! And I went down. <laughs> and I opened my eyes, and I had a caiman in my hand. And yeah. it was. And he and he was like amazed. He goes, "No one's ever done that, Zach." <laughs> <laughs> but then what I did is I went. You know, I was speaking at uh, I was speaking at this big uh thing in uh where I was uh, uh training on something, uh training on community, and and so I used that story, uh, and I went and I went and spoke in front of fifteen hundred people and told like I used the story about overcoming your fear and yada yada, having a mentor which was my guide, keeping me safe, education. And so I use that context of all that stuff to, to train people on business because, oh my God, the, the, I've been doing this for 20 years and what I see is people are f- afraid. That is what stops them and it manifests itself as whatever you want to call it. Yep. But if you can't push through that fear, oh my God, you're going you're gonna to get rocked every day. Yeah, people don't realize, we don't realize the fear itself isn't the reality. It's whatever it manifests into right in front of us, right? What we right. create. But fear isn't really real it's so it's like this you know like humans are always you know like okay since your childhood everybody tells you always think about you know like pros and cons so it's not just fear it's just you know like and okay, it's a liar yeah too, you know yeah fear you is- have to think about you know like okay what i'm doing you know okay what are what will be the consequences okay if i get it you know like i'm successful if i don't get it okay what what will happen yeah you just so it's that you know like I, I feel you know like yeah possibility yeah possibilities right. you know like it's not just fear it's just about you know okay if you want to get into anything, you know, to be successful, but there is always, a, you know, like other side, which is, you know, not being successful. So that's, you know, what the fear is about. You what know? specific type of fears do you run into the most in your, in your travels in, in, as it relates to business? Uh, that, that I personally, um, that you run uh, into, over- like, let's say if you're working with folks, yeah, you could, for you personally, sure. But too, as well as, cause you've got your experiences overcoming those fears and, and creating success in your life. What do you run, what do you run into most with people? And are you, do you find that people are relatively successful at overcoming them or more often than not, it's kind of like a 80, 20 or 10, 90, where most of the time people give up and turn around. So I, what I've learned is we're all very unique in our own way. But if we pull back far enough, we're all the same, right? For sure. Right. And so it's like, we, the, the, and, and some of the, the fundamental fears is looking bad, right? Like just a fundamental fear of looking bad, uh, having someone else say something negative, derogatory about you. 
I mean, that runs people. It runs. I mean, I, I still deal with it every day. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, fear of uh, uh, failure, right? I mean, I, I had to go through the mental gymnastics of, you know, when I quit that big six-figure job and then I moved out, I bought an RV. And this was a, the mental conversation I had with myself. What's the worst that could happen? All right. I, I lose it all. But if I stay in the game long enough, right, what do I need? I need a place to stay. And so I went and I bought an RV with cash. Nice. And I parked it in my front of my friend's yard and I paid their electricity bill. So it was like three, 400 bucks. And I was like, okay, all I got to do is come up with three or 400 bucks. I can do that. And I got a place to stay. No one, you know, if I, if I mess it all up, I, I got a place to stay and I'll figure the rest out. And, you know, I, I, ha- I had to go through that mental gymnastics of what's the worst that could happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would sleep on my mom's couch, cool, whatever. I, I'm not above that. And so that was, you know, the, 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 the fundamental fear, I think that most people is the fear of failure and the fear of looking bad in front of other people. Yeah. And it, obviously there's, there's more out there, you know, the fear of losing money, but I, I don't think the fear of losing money really, uh, I, I think it more, it's a little bit deeper. It's, it's, you're going to be embarrassed that you lost the money. Yeah. And that you can't survive without it. Right. right? Like, like, um, I think that's. I think that's absolutely true, Zach. If I was to paint a picture from my life, um, you know, someone in, I didn't, and for better or for worse, and sometimes it's an advantage, sometimes it's not, but my life growing up, I know what it's like to have nothing and you can survive right. and you can be right. happy and you can find some joy and you can make sandwiches out of a piece of bread and salt and pepper or a piece of bread. And <laughs> You've been, we, pour, we grew up on the on same top stuff, of it, man. Right? Like <laughs> you can you can find a way. And But believe me, I was embarrassed when I had to bring a peanut butter sandwich to school and everybody else was eating school lunch. And I was embarrassed when, you know, I, I couldn't afford new shoes for the beginning of school. I went through all that. And my as I got older, I had friends that took care of me and some teachers that made sure that I had glasses and all that stuff. But what I, what I figured out, not knowing it at the time, was that you can be okay. Right. And um, I've got other people in my life that they've had they've been blessed with a life that they haven't had to deal with that. But one of their biggest things they struggle with is anxiety based on what if we lose it all. Right. You know what if we lose it all? And my perspective is doesn't matter. Start over. We go again. Because you can right? survive. Right. And but it's paralyzing for sure. Right. And I think that you know when you do have something, it's you know. And I came from, you know, we we uh, we worked hard for everything we had, man. I mm. I remember I I eat peanut butter, literally peanut butter and jellies for a year, uh, as I was taking on that, jo- you know, I was borrowing gas money from my mom uh, to drive to that job that I got no pay, but I got experience, and I was truly blessed because I had friends that had jobs, and that man they paid for, you know, hey, let's go out and have some dinner, and yeah. they just took care of me. So you know, I'm really blessed to have those type of people around me. But yeah, man, it's like. What, I I'm, uh, I hang out around a lot of older people just because I uh, their wisdom and I just really enjoy learning from them. And one of my uh, friends slash mentors, super successful real estate investor and business owner, he goes, Zach, the reason I'm so successful is because I can sleep on the ground. Yep. <laughs> he's he's a rock climber. So he goes, travels all around the world and he climbs uh, these huge mountains. And he, you know, he, he brings a backpack and a little tent and a, a little air mattress. He goes, I could, he goes, I can sleep there. I don't, I don't need anything. And so he goes, he contributed that to his success. I see it for me too is like, I mean, I, I literally, I, I've, I don't need much, man. I, I just give me a little something uh, to eat and some opportunity and I'll figure the rest out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You have two different worlds, you know, like it's totally two different worlds. But yeah. 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 You know, the culturally, you know, like the way people think over here and the way we think over there, you know, it's totally different, you know, okay. Here, you talk about, you know, yeah, we can survive. There, you know, okay, no, survival is not an option. We have to do better. We have to do, yeah. we have to move forward. You know, like, okay, that's what we are told, you know, like from the beginning, you know, you are the man, you have to take care of, you know, like all those things, you know, all the responsibilities, you will be given responsibilities and you have to take care of that. Here, you know, okay, yeah, surviving is not bad. So, yeah, it's totally two different worlds, you know, like, and I have heard about this like many times in the yeah, different podcasts th- that we do. Yeah, I think there's there's similar pressures here too. Things have changed a little bit, uh, but I think uh, th- there's people that are driven and a lot of people give up because they 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 feel like they've achieved it all and they lose it and then there's there's no going back. 
have mm-hmm. relatives in my life who've gotten into their upper 40s and they think because they had a relationship fail that and they're almost 50 that there's no way they can start over and and someone's going to care about the, you know what i mean i'm like right i just want to slap them you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like no, Dude, you know like wipe them up. big <laughs> biggest success story i've heard about you know like at at really old ages you know like of KFC, you know oh, that yeah. guy, Colonel Sanders. Are you kidding yeah, me? Colonel Sanders. So, yeah. but but that 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 kind of story is not there in that part of the world. Oh, that doesn't happen in India. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of you know like anyone you know like going over that age, you know, like and that old and yeah, then. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally different world. Yeah. So Jack, coming back to your business, so you are living this life of you know a digital nomad. You know, you have traveled all around, you know, all over the globe. So, but your business is specifically is in US or like is it global? Uh, so specifically in the United States, so okay. I know that you, so I, you know, I'm a real estate investor. So we do, we own a whole, uh, wholesaling company. Uh, and then I have, and so what I did is, you know, over the years I became my, my skill set is finance, uh, financial modeling, M and A's, stuff like that. Really great at that. And I had to develop myself, uh, more in marketing sales and, you know, being the people side of it. Mm-hmm. And so just courses and, and tr- coaching. And so what I've done is I've built an internal team of everything. So I have internal salespeople, I have internal marketing people, I have internal AI operations, I have internal uh, everything to build a team or to build a business. And then what I do is I have a financial services firm where I get in I, and I, I, uh, we do their bookkeeping and their taxes. Okay. And I, I have a very specific framework. I'm really big on framework. So I have a very specific framework on how we uh, scale, start scale and sell businesses. And we say, hey, you got to get your finances in order first. Almost mm-hmm. no one has their finances in order because that's like that's the that's the uh, feedback loop that we need to know if we're effective or not. Right. And then okay. so once we get their finances in order, then we go operations, right? Because we want to del- be able to deliver a five star service uh, and not just have people fall through the cracks. And then we get the sales process fine tuned, and then we crank up marketing, right? To 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 push through the funnel. And so what I do is I my first step in the door is let me let me get your finances in order and if I like your business uh, let's let's uh, let's give me a piece of equity and I'll bring the rest I'll bring the operations the sales and the marketing and so it allows me uh, I, uh, to get paid to do due diligence because if I, I just got to look at somebody's books I, I've learned enough about finance about people about offers about you know what makes a good business that uh, I can see it. And so we have three portfolio businesses that we do that. And so we're building the business around an offer, around a person, around somebody's incredible knowledge base of, you know, 20 to 50 years worth of knowledge, but they suck at running a business, right? They're, they're a great operator or a great tactical person, but they, they don't know how to do any of the other stuff. And, they, and, and, and so we bring that value in and we get a piece of equity on it. That's the, the grand vision. Okay, so, you know, like, okay, this business model, I mean, and again, you know, coming back to since you are living this life of, you know, like right now, Colombia is, is not in the US, right? No. Yeah, so you are living in another country. So uh-huh. this business model of yours, is it like, I mean, do you think it's only being, uh, you can make it successful in US or you can, you know, do it like globally? Globally, uh, absolutely globally. It, it takes, uh, you know, we have uh, 45 people in 11 different countries that work with us. And, and I only do certain types of businesses. I only do service-based businesses uh, mm-hmm. because I understand them. It's what I've, you know, what I've been developed in. And it's, for me, it's like super low risk. And so, you know, I'm just, I already have all the staff. I already have all the knowledge. We use the same software for everything. We use the same process. We just tweak the offer, tweak the message. And so there's not a whole lot more risk. It's, it's, it's super marginal uh, every time I take on a new business uh, because the overhead, is already taken care of and so with that being said i've spent the last 20 years building my reputation of trust right and so without trust you know a guy from columbia gets on a zoom call with you and pitches you on a twenty thousand dollar a month (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're just just jumping at signing on that line right 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 and so i have to prove to myself or prove to them i am who i say i am and that's why I do all this social media stuff is just to share, hey, I'm a real dude. I got real people. I'm making a real difference out there. Um, and everything goes into that underlying trust. And so there's this beautiful book out there. It's called The Speed of Trust. Yep. Know that and, book. Have it in my office. Yeah. Stephen yeah, Covey, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I Covey? think Stephen Covey. Yeah. 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 You know, they were talking about Warren Buffett did one of the biggest deals ever and he did it on a handshake. Oh, because, yeah. Because there was trust there. And mm-hmm. so I run my business like that. And, you know, I've written so many checks because the other person messed up, but I knew I was, you know, I had everything legally in my favor. I knew I was right, yada, yada, yada. But they would go out there and they would ruin my reputation. Right. And so I just wrote a check, made it, made them happy. And then I updated my process. Yeah. Right? That's what, what right? happens to us. I wouldn't say all the right. time, but happens to us. Mm-hmm. Like right. we, you got a choice in that situation. You can either, I, I learned this too a few years ago, you could be right or you can be rich. Most of the right. time you, you can't always be both. So right. in a situation, a client or partner, whatever, and they're, you know, throwing their hands up and blah, 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 all upset. I'm going to, and you can, you can be right and you probably are right. Or right. you can take responsibility and dissolve the situation. Right. Like you're saying that you do. And we have to do that quite a bit. Sometimes yeah, it's it, discount I, this or mm-hmm. give you this for free yeah, or we'll do this, yeah. but we want to make this right. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, you, I, I think there's two things that contribute to success is one is personal responsibility. I remember yes. the day I I found what personal responsibility was when I had a coach. I was, you know, I was complaining about my boss and I had her personal development one-on-one coach and he goes, Zach, quit blaming everyone else for your lack of success. You're at where you're at because of who you are, what you do. And yeah, you know, he just ripped me a new one. Amen. And I, and I my head wanted to explode because I've never been talked to like that. Well, nobody By, teaches us that. Right, right. It's blame other, other, you know, it's, and, you know, and so five minutes later, it was the most, one of the most, I, I, 15 years later, I remember the moment, the day where I was, it changed my life, personal responsibility. And then the other one is intention. Mm. What are you doing? Where are you going? Are you being intentional? It, yeah. Right. And so I have, my coach just drills this into my head every time I'm on a coaching. What's the intention of the call today? Oh, what I love it. Doing, what are you doing right now in this second? Right? Because we just drift and we're humans and the, the human condition overcomes us. And so it's like, that's why I coach two to three times a week with my, my coaches that remind me, hey, I'm responsible for even stuff you don't want to, like, how, there's days I'm like, how the heck am I responsible for that? She's like, you want power? <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, you know, it's funny. It, like, yeah. try teaching, like, I'm tr- I have a 12-year-old son and so smart way smarter than I ever was at that age. And it's not because I'm a great dad. It's just because (laughs) probably his mom's DNA or something, but he's incredibly intelligent. But the, the, my biggest thing, you know, I don't, I don't focus on his history. I don't focus on his math. I don't focus on his reading. What I try to focus on every time is personal responsibility because it took me till my thirties to learn it. And I'm like, dude, if you can figure this out at this age, you'll be decades beyond anybody that you ever compete with as you grow because if you because the, the biggest thing he struggled with it's not my fault my my sister my sister right. it's his fault it's their fault if they wouldn't have done this then i wouldn't have gotten in trouble and then, yeah. like no that may be true you might not be in trouble if they wouldn't have done this to you but what could you have done before that to make that have never happened because you always have a way but the second right. you push the blame is the moment you lose all control to do anything about it. Absolutely. And, and, and it's such, it's, uh, it's so easy to, uh, automatic, I think the, hu- the automaticness of, the, of a human is to blame others. It's just, yep. like you gotta, it's a, a skill set, you, you have to want it. I try to, like our team, we get on calls and, you know, people make mistakes. It's what, it's, it's what's, what, it's what happens, right? Yeah. But, uh, and I try to, you know, okay, what happened? Well, this happened, this happened, and then so-and-so did this, and that's why, and it was their fault, you know, and it's like, I'm like, okay, we got to stop. We got to stop because right. if that may be true, that may be the case, we will never improve. We'll never fix this. What did right. we do that caused that to happen, right? And just keep going back until you find the levers that you can pull to, ch- to make a change. Absolutely. That's huge. That is huge. So your your business, you know, like okay, these people that I mean, how do how do people find you? I mean, do you what kind of you know marketing you are doing? I mean, you know, these businesses that you are helping, how do they find you? Or are you doing something? Or you are approaching them? You know, like okay, you find businesses that you know you can help. How do yeah, you do that? So What's your process? I, I learned. I so. I thought, fi- so I wanted to become a master of making money and I thought mm-hmm. finance was the, the solution. Obviously, you have to know finance. But then I learned the sales and marketing, like 
you, you're like you're not going to make money unless you understand sales and marketing. And so we have a huge marketing team, right? Uh, uh, we spend a lot of our uh, resources there. We have uh, VA outreach. We have AI chat box. We have paid ads. We have social media content people. Um, and so it's just like get. And I'm a big fan. You guys know who Alex Ramosi is? Uh, I don't know if I've heard no. of him. He's he's huge. He's like um, the the to, uh, gym launch, right? So he got he's this big muscular guy. Has okay. a, wears a wife beater all the time. He has this uh, huge beard. And so he took, like, in his early twenties, uh, late late twenties, he took a company to two hundred million dollars, and he's he's just a genius when it comes to marketing. And he has this beautiful concept of, hey, I'm going to give everything away, and then you're going to have to hire me to put the puzzle together, right? And so I've taken that, uh, I've taken that context on. Is you know I used to sell um, very high end coaching. That's what I what I. Uh, start you know because uh, i didn't have a product of my own we do real estate and then we'd sell somebody else's coaching or uh, education i was a coach for that education and so i learned a lot about sales there and i didn't have to create my own product and, and what i learned was you know i could sell somebody this twenty thousand dollar education slash coaching program and th- they still need help they still need to put the puzzle together you can we can teach all day on puzzle pieces but having the wisdom and the foresight and all of that uh, to put the puzzle together, I mean, you, you can't do it without experience. And so yeah. I said, I'm just going to give everyone the puzzle piece, let them understand what it is that is possible, and then just give it all away. And then they're going to need me to help to put the puzzle piece together. So that's a big, and then what it does is it builds trust in the background. Again, that's a, that's a huge thing in this world. Uh, is It builds trust. It shows, you know, authority. Competence. And so, competence is and, and you know it's like it's not salesy what i i see it as i'm creating my own demand right i'm creating the demand and then you know uh, it has been working great and so a lot of these people are you know they sell these entry-level programs that, and they're all knowledge-based and you know um the challenge is, is now you have this knowledge you don't know what to do with it and or you don't have the complete context or the complete uh uh opportunity and so you do something wrong or at the wrong uh maybe you do something right but at the wrong time and so there's just so much that goes into generating money like running a business at a profit that people aren't going to be able to do it without either a struggling through it themselves or b getting the consulting coaching consulting and so i say hey hire me as a coaching consultant yeah it's, i i remember learning that concept a, a little in a different way. I'm trying to get Manny to read this book, but long, long ago, my uh, forte, and this comes up every other episode, but this all started when I bought on iTunes the, the audio book for Think and Grow Rich. And I oh, listened yeah. to it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Mm-hmm. And that changed I have it my right perspective. Here. Right? I have and it, I carry it with me. I've got a copy right here. And then I've got one in his house. I, like, right. Yeah. Anyway, but the concept in there is uh, be willing to do everything for nothing in return. And there's many stories that, that Napoleon Hill shares in the book about, you know, people throughout time that have become, that did that or when he did it or when pe- people who, this guy that worked with Thomas Edison, he went there, his goal was, I'm going to work as a partner for Thomas Edison. I remember that. In like and the way he years, did it, right? He just went there and he said, I'm going to work for you. And he started for free and nice. he did such great work that he eventually got hired, worked his way up and eventually became his partner. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, be willing to go all in. You right. know what I mean? With no chance of anything in return because what that does is it brings it back. And you're exactly Absolutely. right. Create the content, put it out there, give it to them for free, but it's got to be good. It's got to add value. And they're, they're going to need you to put, or they're going to need you or your service or your expertise to put that puzzle together to make it really produce the results they want. Absolutely. So, what else you got, Manny? These are good questions, by the way. Yeah, man. This is, I mean, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Matt, our producer. He put some good stuff together for us. He didn't know about the Indiana thing. I will take credit for that. <laughs> I will take credit for stumbling upon that. I thought it was really cool. Anyway, Zach, I really do. I wish we had a couple more hours, but I like to get some fun stuff in to get to know you a yeah. little bit better. Um, 
Oh, you know, actually, before we do the fun stuff, I did want Matt. Matt said this would be something cool to because he had learned about. So he had mentioned some some something going on with uh, LLCs. with LLCs and reporting to the Fed or something like that. Is something going on? Oh, so there's a. Um, it's called I, the the exact name of it is um, identity. Oh my god, I can't think of the name, but I know exactly what he's talking about. So starting January first is uh, all entities have to uh, do a certain filing. Um, uh, and it, the name will come to me. Uh, and what it is, it's designed to do is prevent money laundering and uh, all these criminals from you know, starting an LLC and not have it. Because you know, there's so many ways to hide your identity. The, you know, the Wyoming corporations, you know, all oh, of this okay. different type stuff. And so what they're saying is, is if you own a corporation, you have to report it through this process. And if you don't do it, it's a it's a huge fine on a daily oh, basis. Wow. Okay. Oh, well. And so uh talk yeah, definitely talk talk to your <laughs> uh your tax professionals. Again, the, the exact I think it's called the Corporate Transparency Act. And so yeah, it's just designed to help all these people from hiding behind a shell company, mm. uh, from money money laundering, from doing all these illegal activities. And so uh and, and it, it's they're taking. Manny, it you're very screwed, buddy. Serious. Sorry, <laughs> you're screwed, dude. I'm not worried. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, you have all of next uh, 2024 to do it. But I mean, they, the the fines can be even the stuff that you you know you you don't have. Let's say you started LLC three years ago and it's just sort of sitting there. That yeah. it applies to that. You're still so gonna get, report it. Yeah, wow. yeah. Get with your team and uh, they can. It's a simple process. There you go. That's gonna make a really good YouTube short right there. That little process. That little advice there. Oh, I love it. Good job. All right, now let's do some fun stuff. What's what are the holidays like in Colombia? Oh my! So December is crazy because I know it's, it's like Catholicism is big in in Colombia. Oh, in it's South huge, John. Right? It's 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 not Chris. It's a month. It's a whole month. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. my like wife house. is from Puerto Rico, oh. and Christmas there is like from November to January, mm-hmm. like through the end of you know. So it's like two three months. And I like so, this place already. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm down here in Colombia. My my wife uh, was in Puerto Rico, so I was just at the house. Uh, by myself on uh, the last day of November at midnight and all I hear is all these explosions. And I was like, what is going on? And so, you know, I run up to my rooftop and the whole valley here is just lit up with fireworks. Really? And so For my Christmas. friend who, uh, uh, she she's actually runs our uh, operations team. She lives right down the road from me. It's so fun. She goes, Zach, it's Christmas is starting. And it's just like 15 or 20 minutes, the whole valley here is just lit up with fireworks and you know it's it's a really fun experience and people are always singing and always just celebrating and you know what i love about south america is how slow they take it right it's like every other week is a holiday mm. you know hey we're taking monday or friday off and it, you know it sucks when you want to try to go and out for get something but because all the stores are closed but at the same time it's like just relax a little bit zach it'll be there tomorrow and so uh, we're getting ready. My wife, my wife just got back from Puerto Rico last night. Her family's going to be here tomorrow, and so we're, uh, you know, we're going to be celebrating the whole weekend. We got some uh, Christmas parties we're going to go to, and then on New Year's we have uh, we're going. My wife is just great at meeting people, um, and so she met uh, this guy. He's going to take us up to a barrio, which is you know uh, the authentic uh, uh, hillside yeah. uh, communities, and we're going to go to uh, like authentic. Uh, uh, barrio and have you know uh hog roast and just really experience the authenticity cool. of a colombian christmas that is really cool yeah so what's so but you're a midwesterner you grew up in the midwest midwestern um, through and through man how old are, how old are you zach uh 38 38 so you're slightly a couple years younger than me a little bit younger than a little bit even more younger than old man Indicate. river over here <laughs> yeah, um, but uh so but you if you're 38 you you born in the 80s so 85 right 85 85 I'm so good at maths yeah so mental because i hang out with indian guys they're really good at maths. <laughs> and uh we do the needful when we get to doing math um so what's your favorite christmas movie oh if the, you can't um, do your favorite give me your, like your top three the uh the one that the you'll shoot your eye out um, oh christmas story christmas story just, yeah. i wanted i wanted a bb gun so Anybody bad when i was a kid oh yeah Right. I just, I keep thinking of that, you know, it reminds me of a kid. Like it was, you know, I wanted the BB gun and then we're always 
challenging, you know, licking the flagpole type. Yeah, thing. doing Just stupid, stupid stuff. stuff as a farm kid. It's oh, I like, loved it. Yeah, that's a that's that movie takes place in Indiana. Right, right, right. I think like Midwestern Indiana or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about you know, he's a Bears fan and stuff, and you yeah. Know. I'm 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 wondering if it's like South Bend or something like that. It might because, be because I, I it know. seems like they're really close to Chicago. But I yeah I love Christmas Story. What's another one you like? Oh golly, um, you know I don't I I don't really watch too. Oh 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 my no here it is. Um, the RV lampoons. Okay. See, lampoons. National Lampoon's lampoons. Vacation. Like, if it's we were like, keeping a survey over it, like, the last couple months doing these and just asking people, that's like the third guy, third person that picked that. Uh, Home, I, we just watched Home Alone. So, I was, uh, I, I, every year I go to Thanksgiving back. I, it's fun. We actually sold the house I grew up in uh, to very dear family friends. And so, yeah. every, every year for Thanksgiving, I go back there and they have a kid now. And so, you know, we were watching uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. And, uh, and then we watched, but we watched uh, Home Alone. And I was just like, oh my God, I remember when, right? So Home it's Alone, National movie. Lampoon. Yeah. Great movie, man. When those when those robbers, the wet bandits, man, when they get like oh, yeah. hit with the paint cans and the stuff, I just, right. like, or they, when Marv steps on the nail, I oh, can like yeah. feel a nail going through my foot. It's like, right. oh, I get those sympathy pains. But yeah, those are, those are probably some of my top ones too. I, there's one, one really old one I really like is It's a Wonderful Life. That was the one that was coming up, and I, I I know it's a it's a very famous one, and I just I haven't seen it in, for so long, so it's just it's I I never watched the, those ones when I was a kid because right. I always it was the funny ones that was more like kid oriented presents Santa blah blah blah. But when I right. probably when I started when I started having my kids is the first time I ever noticed that movie or took the time to watch it, and I don't know what it is about it, but it breaks me up. I like I don't like weep or anything, but it like hits me. Like, like the spirit hard... of yeah. It, yeah there's like there's something to it I you got know, the same experience this year with uh, Peter Pan uh, oh is uh, the uh, which one uh, Ro- Robin Williams okay yes or right? Hook. that's Peter or Captain Hook I'm sorry Hook, Captain Hook, Hook. yeah, yeah. Hook. I remember and that it's just like the too. power of belief yeah right and, and as we as um, you know as we as adults we just quit believing and yep. it's like oh my god you gotta have that conviction yeah so Captain Hook not Peter Pan but yeah 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 that was a good movie. Cool. What's your favorite food to have at Christmas time? <laughs> I'm not a. Tra- I don't like traditional Christmas. That's okay. Food. I That's like. Okay. I you know. Uh, You're in Columbia. You're getting some good stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> I like. You know. I like. I love. Like when we were uh, Thanksgiving, my friend was like, "What do you want for?" Th-? I'm like, "Hot wings." <laughs> <laughs> I could dig it. I could do a hot wings. Thanksgiving right, and Christmas. Uh, oh. And I love. Uh, it's funny. And I love juice. I love like green juices. Uh, celery juice with apples and limes. Okay. And, just, um, and I don't like a lot of the big, you know, uh, heavy loaded carbs. And so it's like, yep. Um, and I, I love tacos, you know, so being down here and just carne and, and, and different pork and uh, stuff like that. And, but, you know, light stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Craziest. Uh, you told me some pretty crazy travel stuff, but like, what's the craziest thing you've run into? That maybe you've never told anybody. It's not going to get anybody in trouble, of course. <laughs> We're not about that kind of clickbait right. stuff. But what's the craziest thing you've ever, like besides you know catching caiman and and those kind of things that you've experienced in your travels? Craziest and safest, yeah. or maybe mo- not. <laughs> well, you thought you were going to be safe. I don't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've crazy. I've traveled. I mean, I've traveled a lot, and I've never felt unsafe. Mm-hmm. Because when I travel, like that ten day, I I, I choose people to, I to choose be, to, so that you're prepared, right? Right. I, I I train. You know, it's like I I go. I, I find great people that know the land that I tra- like. When I went on that ten day motorcycle ride, I mean, we went through places. We have so so. This would probably answer your question. Okay. Everybody said don't do it. They're like, don't do it. <laughs> That's Everybody. how you know you got to do it. Right. Like, don't and, press and, that and button. So I was I was down in Peru, and I was like, oh my god, I need an adventure. I need something. You know. I've been working my tail off. I called my guy here in Colombia. I said, I need, I need, I want to like a, a 10 to 14 day, something you've never done before. Like take me, take me off the beaten trail. And he goes, I'll put something together for you. Like, so no one's ever done this before. Uh, and, and we couldn't, we couldn't even find maps for it. And everyone's like, you're stupid. Like <laughs> I have people that grew up in Colombia, and like, they're like, I've never even gone that far into the Amazon Zach. And I'm like, okay, okay. 
I, I trust myself. I trust my personal instincts. I trust the people I'm going with. Uh, and it's funny. I mean, we were, we, we, we had to go through this place again. We'd have to recruit people. They're like, you can't get to the next town. I was like, I know there's a way. And, and like, no, and, no, no, we don't go there. <laughs> and so we'd recruit, you know, we just sort of ask around town and they'd be like, yeah, follow me, you know, pay him 25 bucks, uh, you know, a little bit of money goes a long ways. And there was this one place we were going through, it was gorilla territory, not like, it, it was like the gorillas, like with guns. Yeah. Like, and not so, BB, not Red Rider BB guns. Right, right. And so, <laughs> or Nerf guns. Right. And they have these tolls, and it's like, you know, it's just, it's how they, it's a road, and they put a piece of string up or a, a, a chain, and they say, pay me my toll. <laughs> like, yeah. You got it. Right? <laughs> you got it. And so, a there was, right. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure, make sure I get to the next one too. Tell your friends I'm coming. And so, uh, there was this one point we stopped, and the guy that was leading us, he, he goes, now's the time. I go, for what? He goes, take your helmet off. <laughs> And put it on your arm because they need to they need to see who you are as you're riding. And so there's I, I'm like, who's they? And it's like the gorillas. They're everywhere. They're like they're everywhere. And so we, you know, we had to ride probably for 20, 30 miles with our helmets off. And so so they could see that we're not other so, somebody else. And so oh. you know, and it was I was with the the guy it was with that was leading the adventure, he was a, a coast guard. And I mean, he had some wild adventures. Like he used to, um, uh, I don't know what I can or can't say. So I'll, I'll, he did some wild stuff. Well, and uh, we can always know, edit things out. So yeah, <laughs> I want to hear. Now I'm a peak. The what? That's he, he, he used to uh, he used to shoot. Um, he used to be a sniper for the Coast Guard. Okay, and I, he, he, he one would of our shoot employees, down, uh, his son-in-law. Yeah. That's what he does. Okay, off off the offshores in the U.S. Well, well, he 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 would sit on a on a a helo a helicopter yep. and shoot out drug runners boats the motors blow the, the motors, motors up yep the motors yep right and the other guy I was with he was uh in the uh the State Department and oh my God he's like yeah I've been waterboarded like four times and oh like geez. this and that and just like the eh, just like the trainings the park. that these guys have been through. And they were, you know, so I'm like, I'm safe. Like these guys, these guys yeah. know, you know, they, they, they know first aid, they know, you know, anything, you know, they, they, it was funny. They said, this is the, the you know, cause there's always a training and they were joking. They said, this is the, um, this is the, uh, training. Uh, this is a tourniquet. <laughs> Keep it on you at all times. This is how you use it. Everything else will take care of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like if something bites off your arm and right, you, or you manage to fight or it you, off. Right this is or how whatever. You cut off the bleeding. <laughs> right, and wear it on you at all times. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And so you know, we went through that that uh, that area of uh, uh, of the uh, Colombian Amazon, and it yeah. was. I felt safe. Maybe naively, I don't know. You had to have I'm, something in the back of your mind, like at any moment, like I better. Well, be ready. I think you know. I here's. Um, I think I don't. It's weird. I don't speak Spanish. Right. Okay. I'm learning my and so. I don't know what these guys are saying. Yeah. Maybe. So, so that like, maybe, I'm okay. like, cool, man. I'm following you. Here's some, here's some. <laughs> okay. But you know, there's always in the back of my mind, I'm like, I, I went on this journey for this reason. Right. And so I know there's, there's a little bit of uh, risk there, maybe a whole lot of risk, depending on how you look at it and how you analyze risk. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, that's what I went for. Right. And so it's, it's that fine line of, balancing risk and fun and adventure and and, and again I, w- I would have never have done that by myself yeah and there's plenty of people out there i, I watch their youtube channels um i mean they go do stuff like that by themselves um and you know i look at it like this i have i have uh and my coach and i always talk about being personal responsible for my businesses like it's what it, well, something happens to you zach you got a lot of people that depend on you and so it's like you know i, I want to make sure i make it back to my wife that's a really good right? point Right, that and it's like wise. okay, so it's like I I want to have that that need for adventure, but I also have a world of these outside of myself that's dependent on me, and I want to see my wife again. And that shows and, maturity, Zach. Honestly, yeah. it does. I mean, none of us are spring chickens, but you're not. I I personally don't believe you're you can really be a man or a mature person unless you realize or have created a life where you, there are things that are more important to you than yourself. Right. Okay, so Zach, my question, you know, like about after hearing all these, you know, crazy stories about your travels, you know, like the risk taking that you do, 
you know when you tell your wife you know like i'm going on an adventure like this how does she handle that you know um, would your uh, oh my yeah. wife would i, I got to be careful <laughs> if you tell her, tell her that you you're right i do when you see this in a couple days and yeah. i'm not trying to i really want to edify you here but there would be like uh uh-uh. uh oh no oh no you're not <laughs> yeah i'm sorry enough to take a business trip yeah. to like you know utah a couple weeks ago <laughs> so my wife uh my wife supports it yeah. And uh, because she knows, she know, like, well, I just bought a brand new motorcycle down here in mm-hmm. Columbia. And, you know, I've been working real hard. And I was like, I need an adventure, right? And yeah. I said, I'm going to buy a motorcycle so I can just go out whenever I want. And she goes, go for it, honey. I support you. Uh, and, you know, now she goes and does her own thing. Like, yeah. she doesn't want to go sleep on the floor in, in, in the forest and stuff type stuff. Uh, but she, you know, she really, because it, 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 without it, I'm, I it recharges you. It gives you purpose. It, gives you meaning, it gives right? Me purpose. Totally that way you can go purpose. at attack the other things and keep away right. the demons, right? Yeah. Right. And, you know, we we're always make sure, you know, I have GPSs, I have she can track me. I you know, I have satellite phones. I have, you know, and so we take precautions to minimize risk. I I hire the best guys I can find. Yeah. You know, Sounds and, like and it. so and, and 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 so we really we minimize risk and I still get that taste of adventure. So, so yeah, that that applies to business also, like you know, oh, when yeah. you are doing business, you know, calculated risks. You know, that's what right. you know people call it. You oh, know, okay, sure. you are doing something, but you are making sure that you know, okay, I mean, trying to make sure that you know, like, okay, all the risks that you can think of are calculated. Okay, you know, we, can, we you cannot fall beyond this. You know, a lot of times yeah. when we, you know, we'll we'll talk to yeah. our friends or family about risks that we're getting ready to take in life or mm-hmm. or with the business and it'll be like, well, are you sure you want to do that? What if this happens? What if that happens? And my response is usually, well, what if I don't? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> what informed, if I don't? Informed decisions or informed risks, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's, and so I, I you know, I, I, another big ride I'm going to do is I'm going to ride across the, uh, so I got two big rides. Uh, the one I'm ultimately training for is I'm going to do uh, Alaska to uh, Argentina, the Pan American Highway. That's why. I so just this is on this motorbike. Bike. Yeah, on a motorbike, and I was. What kind of bike do you have? Uh, 2002, no, 2022 BMW R1250 GSA. Okay. Cool. And so it's a big, it's a big, awesome adventure bike. Yeah. And so I was walking home from the gym the other day. I was like, I I need something right to fill my to give me purpose. I say I've always wanted to do the Pan American Highway. It's you know a uh, uh, southern point or northern point of Alaska, the southern point of Argentina. That's crazy. That's and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And I just started. I, I created that intention, right? What's your yeah. intention? I started looking at motorcycles. I'm like, all right, going to buy the motorcycle. I I, I quit drinking, right? Yeah. I don't drink. I and I'm like, all right, got to get in shape. I I've been going to the gym every day. I'm going to go to the gym later today. Because now I have an intention for not just business. And then the thing is, okay, I got to get my businesses in shape where I can be a, a gone for two months. Be away, yeah. Right? For two months, off the grid. And so, okay, that gives me some intention. That gives me some purpose. And, you know, to start hiring new people and just, you know, uh, doing that. And then I want to ride across the Sahara Desert as well. Dude, can we put like some tags on you and like be checking in with you every week on the podcast? <laughs> be oh, like, dude. Hey, yeah, man. Where's Zach? There I, he is. I, and look, so here's look. here's what I'm doing. Like everything I have, I'm I'm always about creating projects. Like we help people all over the world as we travel. And, and, yeah. and this this project is called for you and the kids. And and the inspiration was it, it started off. I just wanted an adventure. I'm like, well, I need to, I need a bigger purpose than that. Yeah. And so the the project name is you and the kids. And it's like, well, I want to show kids you can do whatever you want in this world, but you yeah. got to work hard. Yeah. And so this mm-hmm. this is going to take me 12 to 18 months to train for. Right. I'm going to probably do it in the next 12 to 18 months. You know, I'm riding every weekend, getting some saddle time, long distances. I'm going to ride uh, from here to uh, Buenos Aires as a, te- you know, just experience that long distance uh, crossing borders. I'm going to have to learn Spanish. Um, and, you know, and it, but it's taken me 20 years to get to this point to yeah. be able to, right? And so I want to inspire kids that they can have whatever they want if they work hard. And then I want to sp- inspire adults to, to keep dreaming because so yeah. many of us have given up our dreams. And so... That's a, you know, so I'm going to document the whole thing. I'm learning, I'm getting my drone so I can, you know, document myself and, and just share the stories of lessons learned on the road and how they pertain to life. So yeah, absolutely, man, let's keep man. in touch. I'd love yeah. to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, I think that yeah. would be amazing. Heck yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome. Well, cool. Hey, where are we at? We are right over an hour. We made it. We did it. I'm Boom. two minutes late, but yeah. 
This has been amazing. I feel like, I don't know about you, Manny, probably, because oh, yeah. we're similar this way. I feel like I made a new friend. I have new dreams now. I've, I have I've new met dreams. somebody today yeah. that I got a lot I can learn from. <laughs> um, and Same that's, here, guys. This has been That's the journey. Pleasure. That's what I'm searching for. You know, yeah. uh, experience and 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 people that we can that we can learn from and introduce you to the to our our meagerly growing audience. But I think I think you're going to have a good part in helping us meet some new people too. So this has been amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Zach, for joining the podcast today. Thank you, Brian and Manny, for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>